to One Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Good morning. And what a privilege it is to come to you on Father's Day. And whether you're watching by yourself or whether you're with your family, I pray that you're enduring this crazy season that we're in, that you're staying healthy. And I want to just pray with you from the beginning of this. And let's just ask the Holy Spirit to speak. I I want to speak today on the subject of fathers can change the world. And I want to address dads particularly. But for each one of you, I pray you would be open to what the Holy Spirit is saying. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you today for the privilege we have of sharing on this Father's Day. We thank you that you are our Heavenly Father. And regardless of whether we've had good earthly fathers, we have an amazing Heavenly Father. We pray, Lord, today that by the Holy Spirit that you would impart life and truth to every single person who watches. And I ask, Lord, this in the name of Jesus and for your glory, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to share today on that subject of fathers can change the world. And I want to address your attention to a passage of scripture out of the Old Testament, out of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6, verses 1 through 4. And I'm reading from the modern English version of the Bible. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. I I want to unpack this in just a few moments and draw some principles for application in your life. But I want to raise this question at the beginning of this message. Can you raise good children in a crazy world. I'm sure a lot of you probably are wondering that very thing. Can you raise good kids? Can you raise godly kids in a crazy world? And I want to be quick to say absolutely, positively, you can raise amazing godly children in a crazy world. Maybe you did not have a good example as for, as a fa- for a father, or maybe you were raised as I was with an amazing father. Uh, maybe today you're coming at fatherhood from a whole different perspective, and you are trying to figure this out. And I, whatever your circumstance or your situation is, I want to impart to you this single truth, that God is with you in whatever circumstance you may find yourself, and God will be your help in the raising of your children. In Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, Joshua, who was the commander of the armies of Israel and who followed Moses in leading the children of Israel into the promised land, 
as at the, is at the end of his life. And he is challenging the children of Israel. And he asked them this question, if serving the Lord seems uh, good to you or not, choose you this day whom you'll serve. And then he goes on to say, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When Joshua records those words in the 24th chapter of uh, the book that bears his name, he's at the end of his life. He's an old man. He's 110 years of age. He's just about to go the way the scripture says of all flesh. In fact, he dies a short time later after recording those words. And he is looking back on his life and he is no doubt filled with uh, thanksgiving about all that God has done. But now he's at a point where he's about to pass the baton and he's making this statement that me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. In other words, he was saying that not only have I followed the Lord, but the generations that are yet to come will follow the Lord. That not only will you be saved, but your children will be saved and your children's children will be saved. And, and I, I want to just give you that amazing truth today that you can raise godly children in a crazy, messed up, mixed up world. And your kids can be bright, shining examples of the faithfulness of God. And so as we go into this today, moms and dads, Listen, go in with faith. Go in to receive the truth of God's Word and then to impart that to your children. Let's look at this passage together. First of all, in the fourth and fifth verse, he says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your soul and with all your might, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. The first principle that I want to give to you today is this, that if you really want to give your children the best, make sure you give them Jesus. Make sure you give them Jesus. Listen, I know as a dad, the importance of working hard and providing, and I know dads, you try to provide the best you can for your family. Sometimes it's challenging. You work hard. Maybe you have to work two jobs to make up the, the, the difference so that you can make a good living. Listen, if you give your children the best clothes to wear and the best education and the best of all the natural uh, things the world provides, and you fail to give them Jesus, you have failed to give them the single most important thing for life. I will tell you this, there is nothing more important than giving your children a relationship with God. And that's what Moses is saying here. He said, he said, you'll love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Listen, if you're going to give your children Jesus, that is predetermines that you have to know Jesus. If you're going to teach your children to know and follow the Lord, that means you have to know and follow the Lord. And so, parents, listen to me today. Make sure that your relationship is solid 
with the Lord. Make sure that you are walking with God. You'll never be able to give away something you don't possess yourself. You can't tell your children to follow the Lord if you're not following the Lord. But if you live your life to the best of your ability, that doesn't mean you're perfect. That doesn't mean you're not ever going to do anything wrong. We all mess up. Uh, I'm grateful for this, that when we mess up, the Bible says we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and He is the payment for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. And the Bible goes on to say, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But if we've got a desire to know and follow God, we're going to impart that to our children. That's why Joshua had this confidence that he was going to, not only was he serving the Lord, but his kids were going to and his grandkids because he knew what it was to passionately, diligently seek to honor God in his own life. And so the first thing, the most important thing you can give your family, give your children, is give them the knowledge, the awareness of what it means to follow the Lord. From the time Sandy and I had children, we, I remember holding my, my boys in my arms when they were little, little tiny infants. I, I started preaching to them when they were still little tiny babies. I would share the gospel with them. One day you're going to know and follow Jesus. You're going to come to know the Lord. And by the time they were three, four, and five years old, each one of them came to a saving knowledge of Jesus. And I, I can tell you today that all our sons are serving the Lord and they're teaching their children to serve the Lord. And there's no greater joy that I have as a parent, as a father myself, than to see that my children are following the Lord, that they're teaching their children to follow the Lord. I, I love that. And I, I want to say to each of you today, teach your children to love God. Create that atmosphere in your home. Be a worshiper of God yourself. Pray together. Honor Him. He says in this passage, He said, you'll love the Lord your God. It'll be in your heart. In other words, it's not just some surface thing with you. It's deep inside you. It comes out of you. So you teach them what it means to know and follow the Lord for themselves. The second principle that I want to draw from this passage is in verse 6 and 7. He says, You will teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. Not only do you need to give them Jesus, but you need to give them standards. Now, notice I didn't say rules. There's a big difference between rule keeping and standards. Rules are just, you don't do this, do that. Standards are teaching the why behind the what. He says you'll teach them diligently to your children. You'll talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. Now, I know a lot of times it's easy to be, you know, a kind of a Sunday Christian. We go to church and the rest of the week we're living our life kind of in the secular realm. But that's not at all what 
Moses is trying to impart as the Holy Spirit gives him this instruction. It's that it's a lifestyle. Following God is a lifestyle. It's not just about, okay, I love God on Sunday, but the rest of the week I'm going to do my own thing. It's I'm looking to live my life to honor and please the Lord 24-7. Every day of the week, I'm trying my best to live out what it means to be a Jesus follower. And I'm doing that, and I'm doing it in this very conversational way, even with my family, that we're all following God together. It's almost as if you're building the culture of godliness that your children come up in. It's so important. And dads, let me emphasize to you, it's important for you. Don't make this just mom's job to raise the kids on the spiritual thing. Okay, I provide the money, I provide the home, I provide the food, you take care of all the other. No, dads, you need to take leadership on this very important matter of spiritual uh, impartation into the life of your children so that you are raising up children and you're creating an atmosphere and your children look to you and they're seeing the way you are following the Lord and the way you're seeking to live out the principles of the Word of God. If you want to confuse your children, just live one way and talk another. Try to give them godly principles and then you don't live for God yourself. And you'll confuse your children. They don't know which way to go. They don't know what's right and what's wrong then. Listen, when you live your life according to God's Word and you're seeking every day to apply it, I know there were many circumstances as our kids were coming up and, you know, opportunities where we would teach and Teaching is not just something that happens occasionally, and it certainly is not something that just happens at school. It's a lifestyle of instruction, and you are instructing your family in the ways of the Lord. And that's what Moses is saying here. You'll teach them diligently to your children, and you'll talk about them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up, it's just like this ebb and flow of life, and everything is woven together by a beautiful conversation about the goodness of God. In other words, when you're viewing a beautiful sunset, you have an opportunity to talk about the goodness of God. When you experience the challenge of life, challenges in life, you have an opportunity to talk about the goodness of God. Right now, in the midst of all of this COVID crisis that we're having to endure. Uh, One of the things that you can talk about is how faithful God has been to keep your family well and keep you strong and how good God is in the middle of that. What are you doing? You are imparting a lifestyle of thanksgiving to the Lord for his goodness. You're reminding your family that prayer and seeking after God 
has with it blessings and benefits. And the Bible says he daily loads us down with those benefits. And you have an opportunity to tell your children, look how good God has been with us. And even when you walk through difficult times, you can say, listen, we may go through some difficult times, but God brings us out. He's our deliverer. Everything is an opportunity to teach your children and to instruct them in the ways of the Lord. So you teach them, you give them Jesus, and you're giving them standards. And then thirdly, you're giving them guidance. Notice what he says in verses 8 and 9. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Now, he's not just talking about a literal binding. It's funny because in Orthodox Judaism, they have what's called phylacteries. And phylacteries are these pieces of jewelry that they will put on their hands that have the law of God uh, written on them, and they dangle them on their hands, and they have them and they dangle down uh, in the front of their eyes. He's not just talking about a piece of jewelry. He's talking about what you do and the things you look at and the way in which you guide and lead your family. So not only are you to give them Jesus and give them standards, you're to give them guidance. You're to teach them how under the authority of God, they're to govern their lives. Listen, as a, as a father, it's so important. This is so important that you are under the government of God, that you have submitted yourself to the Lordship of Christ. In other words, you're trying the very best you can to honor God, to live for God's glory, to live to honor God. And in the end, you're imparting that same thing to your children. So Moses says, you'll bind them as a sign on your hand. So you're teaching your children to do the right thing and to remember the Lord and the things they do and the things they watch or the things they read or the things they see. You're teaching them. He goes on to say, you shall write them as on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Uh, I know that's not just talking about the little a Medusa that they would put upon the doorpost of their house, but it's talking about that the law of God and the Word of God permeates every part of the home. In other words, you're creating a home that's an atmosphere that's conducive for the moving of the Spirit of God. What an incredible instruction. And I, I want to just say one more time, Dads, you can change the world. How can you change the world? You change the world by giving your children Jesus. You change the world by giving your children godly standards of righteousness, of right and wrong, teaching them what's right, teaching them what's wrong, not just rules, but in an atmosphere of grace, teaching them to understand that God's ways are the right ways and that blessing follows God's ways. And then finally, you, you give them guidance. 
You instruct them. You help to guide them in the way that they should go. The Bible says this, that you train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. That's why Joshua could say, as for me and my household, me and the generations that are to follow, we will serve the Lord. I want to say in the closing of this message today, maybe you did not have a good example of a father growing up, or maybe the whole thought of fatherhood and is scary to you or painful to you because you had a bad example. Maybe you had a good father, but yet you're now at a different season of life and you're becoming the father and you're feeling challenged by that. I want to encourage you today with this truth. You can raise a godly generation. You start out by putting your confidence, your trust in God. If you don't know the Lord today, you ask God, God, will you come into my life? Will you save me? Will you become Lord of my life? And then you seek to impart that to your children by God's grace. Doesn't mean you're perfect. Doesn't mean you do everything right. That you're never making mistakes. But it means this, that you're on a journey and you're walking to the best of your ability in a way that will honor God and please God. And then you seek to take his word and you build his word into your life and you impart that to your children and to your grandchildren. And if God gives you strength and years, that it would be into your great-grandchildren. I know that's the desire that my wife and I have. We want to see our children serve God, our grandchildren serve God, and the generations that follow should Jesus tarry serving the Lord. Wherever you are right now, whatever you're walking through, I want to just ask you, will you pray with me and let's believe God that he will impart to us the ability to not only be a good dad, but also to impart to our children the desire to know and follow the ways of God. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name for every single person that's watching this, that Lord, today there will be a release of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we just ask you right now for those that don't know the Lord, that they will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I ask you, Father, that you will impart to fathers that are trying to do the best they can to raise their kids to serve God, that, Lord, you'll give them strength and come alongside of them and encourage them. Let them know that as they teach their children to know Jesus, as they give their children's standards of right and wrong, and as they give their children guidance, that they can depend upon you and that there is a supernatural component to parenting that heaven watches and that the Holy Spirit will be our enabler to give us the ability to raise our children to know and serve God. Father, we thank you for that today in Jesus' name, and we give you all the thanks. Amen. Amen. 
one more time, let me just say what a joy it has been to be able to share with you on this Father's Day. And dads, I pray that this is the best Father's Day you've ever had and that you live your life full of faith, full of confidence that God has your family's best interest at heart and he's going to bring your children, your grandchildren to the place that they'll know and serve the Lord. God bless you. Have an amazing day today.